On this episode, I will be interviewing myself. I am recording this on December 30th, 2020. And my goal is to show this to the version of me that will be living one year from now at the very end of the year 2021 to basically decide or introspect and figure out how things have changed, where my life is. Hello and welcome to Everyone's Special and No One Is, a podcast about obscure, misunderstood, and or controversial topics relating to music. So I haven't recorded or written down any of these questions in advance. Like literally, I'm just doing an exercise in spontaneity. I'm sitting down in front of the microphone right now and just coming up with questions on the top of my head that I would like to ask my future self. And just for your own information, I will be editing together later these questions. So right now, literally all I'm doing is just recording these questions as I come up with them. But then what you will be hearing a year from now when this episode comes out is the questions that I've recorded interspersed with the responses. Pretty straightforward. I don't know if I really needed to explain that. Anyway, here we go. So... If I'm thinking of questions, the first thing that I would like to ask you, Martin, from the end of December in 2021, is just how are you feeling about your progress with music, your progress with the podcast? Um, how are you feeling about it all? Are you satisfied with where you're at? Are you not satisfied? And if so, why are you not satisfied? And I don't know if you could also talk about like not just the progress that you've had over this last year, but what is coming up for you, what you see on the horizon as far as music and or the podcast. Hello, Martin from the past. It is wild that we are having this conversation together so such a long time apart. Um, I'm actually Martin from January of 2022 rather than December 2021, just because there was a short delay in me getting this recorded. But here we are um, to answer your question, or at least try to answer it, because that was that was a big question. Um, I feel like if there's one word that describes my overall feeling about my progress on these things. That word would be numb. I feel numb about my progress. What do I mean by that? I just, I feel the sense that when I was um, just, for instance, starting a podcast, because that's when I was recording this interview the last time, um, I was getting ready to launch this podcast at the beginning of January 2021. And I was really excited and I had all these ideas and a spreadsheet of ideas and I'd already recorded a few episodes in advance that I was going to start releasing and making promotional videos for. Um, I wasn't really exactly sure where I was going with it. Um, I definitely wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make a podcast and it's going to be so great and everyone's going to listen to it and it's going to get 
10 million streams and I'm going to become famous from this podcast. Like, no, absolutely not. In fact, just to the contrary, my expectation was that um, it's probably not going to reach a wide audience because I'm not going to put a whole ton of effort and money into promoting it. Um, and if anything, it's sort of an escape from having to think about and obsess about view counts and streams and how many, how many people are paying attention because I'd already been stressing out so much about that with the music that I was putting out, um, on Spotify and stuff. You know, at the time that I was launching this podcast, I had just in October, I had released a Halloween song um, uh, back from the dead as a single before it came out on my album later in the summer. But, uh, that single, it got about like 12 streams in the first three weeks. And I was just feeling really dejected about that. And I was not wanting to feel the same sense of dejection when it comes to making a podcast. I wanted to just create something that I could put together and record and freely express myself without worrying about how many people are paying attention. Because over the last 15 years of my life, basically, I've been, well, 15 is too dramatic. I would say definitely since um, sixth grade when I would have been about six, uh, no, so six minus yeah, so I would have been about 12 years old. Like, starting from when I was 12 or 13 years old, <laughs> I have been putting all of this emotional energy into, I need to do music, and I need to be successful at it, and I've just been building up all of this expectation that whatever I'm doing with music, it has to be very, very successful, or as successful as it can be, given the circumstances. So, with that in mind, uh, venturing into podcasting is like, oh, well, this doesn't have to be a big thing. This is not what I associate super closely with my identity, um, as opposed to music, which I do. Um, and it's something that I can more just, you know, put out into the world and um, hopefully some people will listen, but I shouldn't take anything for granted. And every time someone listens to my podcast, I'm going to be very, very grateful about that. Um, and honestly, it's been a really, really, really good experience with that. I've felt, um, you know, sometimes here or there that like, oh, why didn't this one particular episode get more listens or whatever? But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care too much about the overall number of people listening to the podcast. Just the fact that there are people listening is what I do care about um, because I would probably stop making the podcast if every episode was getting zero, <laughs> zero streams. Um, but anyway, I think that to, to further explain at the beginning why I said that I feel like I am overall kind of just numb about my progress with these things is because I don't, <clears throat> I don't exactly feel like I can tangibly say this is my progress. You know, I haven't, um, like I do feel like at the beginning when I was doing the series of my story, <clears throat> making music from a young age up until the present, that I put a lot, a lot of time and effort into that and wanted to make those episodes really, really good. And now it's done. And I haven't really, you know, invested so much time and energy into a single podcast episode since then, um, except for, I guess, some of the 
episodes with Tanner on that required me to do a fair amount of preparation and reading beforehand, and I'm really glad that I did that because they were better episodes as a result. Um, but anyway, I just, I feel like both with music and with podcasts, I've been kind of like coasting. Like I haven't been trying to make progress. You know, the question that I, that, that my former self a year ago asked me is how do you feel about your progress? And it's like, (laughs) what, what progress? My life has mostly stayed the same for the last, you know, six, seven months or so. Um, so to talk about progress is just kind of strange to me <laughs> because, um, and, and I guess that's not fair. I mean, to, to stay on the topic of the podcast, um, I've been getting a lot better at being able to talk and say things and not have to constantly go back and like re-record things and make lots of edits when I'm putting out the podcast. I can generally, you know, now at this point, after doing this for a year, I can talk and the words will just flow and I can say things without constantly being like, um, or having awkward pauses, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's still a conversation and it's not like everything that I say is going to be poetry (laughs) because if uh, I just wrote down every word that I was saying in my head on a page uh, before saying it on the podcast, then that would not be as enjoyable to listen to, I don't think, because then it would be so rigid and structured and not conversational. And just being able to flow and have a conversation, I think, is really, really important to me. Um, and and I'm, I'm noticing now that I am still saying um, even though just a second ago I said, oh, I'm not saying the, the um as much, and so now I'm self-insecure uh, about, my, about my ums, but Anyway, I do really think that I've been getting more comfortable with podcasting, that it's not as much of a big ordeal every time I have to record an episode, and that's really, really good. Um, I've also been making progress at my job. I've been getting a lot more confident there. I know the question wasn't specifically talking about my job, but just the fact that a year ago I was really, really overwhelmed with everything that's going on, and now I'm still overwhelmed, you know, with all the responsibilities and keeping up with the queue of tasks and stuff, but it's not as much. Like, I have a much, much better handle on my job now than I did a year ago, which is great. Um, In terms of music, I feel probably the most complacent about the music because as opposed to, like, my job, which obviously I do five days a week, and the podcast, which I've been doing more or less on a weekly basis. Um, I, the music is something that I have a very tumultuous relationship with, just because I don't make a habit, for instance, of writing a song every week or every month even, which is something that I've thought, oh, I want to be a songwriter. I want to produce songs. I want to release songs. I should be writing songs on a regular basis, whatever that looks like. And I have not been doing that. And I have not felt motivated to do that. And as a result, musically, I haven't made a ton of progress since I released my album, if I'm being honest. Because even though I did do um, in... The, the fall of this year, uh, the fall of 2021, 
I did the thing where I wrote a song every day for 30 days. Um, some of those I produced, most of them I did not. Uh, but like that was good and helpful, but it wasn't so much successful in terms of sparking this, you know, reigniting my creative passion. The, the most significant issue that I've been facing when it comes to music is just having the gumption to sit down and do it because as much as it's a cliche, way too often I find myself, you know, working during the day, doing the nine to five or eight to four or whatever it ends up being. And then after work, making dinner. And then after dinner, having like, you know, two to three hours left in the day and not feeling motivated to work on music. And there's a big asterisk to that, I should say, uh, especially over winter break and shortly before and shortly after, I've actually felt very, very motivated to play piano, which is really nice and really refreshing. I have been learning to play particular um, two, two different piano pieces from movies that I watched in college that my roommate at the time showed me. Um, I'm learning to play uh, One Summer's Day from Spirited Away, and the piece, um, what's it called? Yes, The Merry-Go-Round of Life from Howl's Moving Castle. And those are both great movies, and those are both really, really great songs, and I'm having so much fun learning to play them. Um, I've almost mastered One Summer's Day, but I'm just beginning to learn The Merry-Go-Round of Life. But but anyway, um, if, if you don't know those movies or those songs, whatever, it's probably meaningless to you. But the, the point in the sake of this conversation is that I have been actually really, really enjoying sitting down at the piano pretty much every day uh, without having to go through all of these mental gymnastics like I've been doing for saxophone, you know, because with saxophone, I've so often found myself feeling like, oh, I want to be playing sax. I want to be writing and recording songs with my sax in them. And in order to do that, I need to keep up my skills and keep building on my skills playing saxophone and hopefully have like a practice routine. So I was really, really trying to practice at least 20 minutes a day, five days a week. I was more or less sticking to that towards the end of the year before I went to Minnesota and you know, wasn't able to bring my saxophone on the plane because it's kind of big and I didn't have a carry-on item. <laughs> um, but but it, it was just definitely towards the end of November, December, like having to practice saxophone that just that short amount every day, I would always be like, okay, well, this is something I have to do. It's like, okay, I got to go do my homework. And then I would look at the time and I would start playing and then I would be done at the end of the 20 minutes. And it's like, okay, great. Now I'm done with that. And I can go do whatever else I want to do and not have to think about having to play saxophone anymore. You know, it was, it was about checking the box. It was about fulfilling the obligation. It was not about doing it because I just genuinely wanted to do it. Um, and with piano more recently, like I said, I've been playing piano almost every single day, but it hasn't been a thing of like, Martin, you need to play piano. If you don't play piano, all of these bad things are going to happen to you and you're not going to be able to do X, Y, Z things. And, you know, 
I've been playing piano just because it's fun and I'm enjoying playing it. And I have absolutely zero expectation that I'm going to be, for instance, performing the songs that I'm learning. Um, and they're not my own songs, so obviously I'm not going to like <laughs> release them on Spotify or something. And if we're talking about just generally getting more experience playing piano and like making an argument that, oh, being better at piano is going to help you write better songs. Like to an extent that's true, but also the genre of these songs is uh, very, very much like in the sort of classical jazz crossover sort of vein. And it's really not applicable to the kind of music that I'm making at all. So I could argue that more or less the the specific music that I'm learning to play on piano is not helpful at all to me in terms of my quote-unquote long-term vision for my music. And that's honestly super refreshing because I have really, really hated putting all this pressure, all of these obligations, all of these shoulds, in in my brain and feeling really sorry for myself when I just don't feel like I want to do those things like playing sax every day or writing a song every week, etc. Um, and so to just have something to do that is still musical, but is purely for fun and purely for enjoyment is just so good, so fulfilling, so good for my soul that... Um, at the beginning, when I said that I feel numb about my progress, it's more so that, that, that was coming from a place of, I feel numb about what I thought I was trying to do with my music and releasing these songs and being on a certain path. Like, I don't know how much of that path I still want to be on versus, uh, how much of like the things that I thought I wanted to do are no longer things that I wanted to do. Like I'm still very, very conflicted and very confused about all that. But honestly, just playing piano for fun and because it's fun is a really, really, really nice reprieve from all of that. Look at that. I'm using big words like reprieve now. This is how much progress I've made podcasting. <laughs> OMG. Okay. Um... Yeah, so so that's that's my answer to that question. Sorry, that was a pretty <laughs> pretty broad question, but I'm sure um you'll have a lot to say in response to it. How's your cat doing? Is your cat doing okay? I know that right now your cat that you grew up with, Winston Jr., is pretty okay, but has been, you know, needing medical attention here and there. So I'm just wondering if Winston Jr. is still all right. Please, 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 please don't say that she's not. Well, I definitely knew that this question was coming because I remembered recording it when I made this episode a year ago. And I've thought about myself having to answer this question several times because you know, this episode is supposed to be like a time capsule, like I'm revisiting it. And so every time my cat has had health issues since recording this episode, I've been like in the back of my brain, oh, am I going to have a good update to to say it one year from now when I'm recording the reflection episode? What's going to happen? And it's like, 
that should not be part of my thought process. I should just be enjoying my time with the cat. Not that I've had much time to enjoy with Winston Jr. because she's been in Minnesota while I've been in Nashville. But it's been nice coming back and breaks and stuff. Like right now, I'm still in Minnesota, like I said. And it's been nice to have time with her. I've been really dreading the having to answer this question because... She is not well right now. She is still, still, still kicking, still breathing, but she has not, as of the time I'm recording this episode, um, it is now January 5th, 2022. Uh, Winston Jr. has not been eating her food for the last, like, nine days or so, which is really troubling because... If she's not eating her food, how is she going to, you know, keep, keep just being, you know, keep staying alive? So we've tried giving her medication to get her to eat, and we've tried all these things, but Winston Jr. is like 17 and a half years old already, which is pretty old for a cat. We looked up, like house cat life expectancy and it was like 10 to 15 years and it's like okay <laughs> well as sad as it is it might be time to not spend a bunch of money trying to prolong the cat's life and just accept that pets only live a certain amount of time and then they leave us and that's okay and we just have to you know deal with that and i have definitely been really, really sad about that. I think yesterday, if I would have tried recording this podcast, I might have been crying at this point, but I've already cried and I'm still processing it, but it's whatever. It's, um, yeah, this cat that I've grown up with literally and is now seeming like she's on her way out the door. Um, I'm amazed that she has even lasted nine days without food. We thought she was only, <laughs> we thought she was going to die way earlier, if I'm being honest. <sighs> so we'll see what happens. Maybe she'll miraculously get an appetite again and start eating food. But at this point, it seems unlikely. It seems like she's just decided to, to, to not to, to give up. She's like, nope, my time's over. I had a great life. And I'm okay with it. That seems to be the message that she's sending to us because whenever we try to feed her, she's just immediately like, nope. Like she turns away um, and is not interested in the food. So anyway, um, that's the cat update. Um, yeah. Have your music tastes changed at all within the last year? Yes. Yes, they have. Actually, I've been listening to a lot of new artists that I wasn't listening to in the year 2020. And I think it's really good. I, I want to keep expanding and keep discovering new music. I don't like the idea of getting caught up in, oh, well, this was the music I listened to in my early or late teens and early 20s. And this is the only music that I'm going to listen to for the rest of my adult life. Like, no, I want to keep discovering new things. I want to keep listening to new music. Um, I've been listening. I mean, a lot of my music listening, if I'm being honest, is while I'm working. And I really like listening to movie and television scores. I like listening to um, just 
different albums by different types of artists. And I do feel like overall, uh, my music tastes have expanded a bit since I recorded that, which is, which is nice, which is good. Okay, I have to be optimistic. I have to be optimistic and assume that the world has at least somewhat gotten back to normal in terms of COVID and quarantine and everything. I I, I just, I can't imagine what the world would be like if <laughs> if this is still going on a year from now. But my question is, assuming that the world is getting back to normal, um, what was your experience going to the first in-person live music show since quarantine? You see, this is a funny question because I don't even remember that I recorded this question. Um, Unlike the cat question, which has been in the back of my mind for a year, I I had no recollection that I had a COVID question in this this time capsule episode. Um, I think that it's the in terms of like the lockdown uh we're we're probably about as locked down now as we were a year ago you know the the office is shut down it it was my my company where i was working it was it was opening during the summer when people were getting vaccinated and things were starting to look better with covid but now it's shut down again which the office was shut down when i recorded this Um, I'm still always wearing a mask whenever I go out in public. But if I would say the one thing that's a little bit different in my personal life is that I am at this point comfortable having very, very small social gatherings, usually with just one person at a time that doesn't live with me. And I am comfortable having them in my house, even though it's not outside. And I'm comfortable talking with them and being with them and eating with them without having a mask on. So that is like the one significant difference that is still, you know, with like like now versus a year ago. Um, and, and I have been to music shows. Um, what was I asking about? What was the first music show post, um, post strict quarantine? Well, I guess that would have had to have been, um, what was that? I feel like it was in Nashville. I went to, um... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw my friend Matt perform his rap set at the 404 Bar and Grill, which is just like a small restaurant in Nashville, and he he killed it. He was really good. He had him and his DJ and now now he has actually a live band set. Um, but it was just very weird because I had my mask on the whole time and it was so cool to see live music again, but I was also so like weirded out that nobody else had their mask on basically. And then furthermore, I would say that the weirdest part of that experience was that, you know, Matt is somebody that I know from Belmont from school. And there were a lot of other people that were sort of in the same social circles that were at that show. And so just not just seeing Matt, but also seeing all these people that I literally had not seen in person since college, most of them that I hadn't seen at all. And just being like, oh, hi, I have long hair now. You know, that was very, very weird, (laughs) including, and and a lot of them, like, not, like, that I was super close with, but just, like, kind of acquaintances, like, people I knew from class and such, 
Um, one of them was this guy who I was in, was in one songwriting class and I didn't even remember his name off the top of my head. Like it would be hard for me to just be like, oh yeah, that guy that I wrote one songwriting project with or whatever. (laughs) But yeah, I would say, I mean, the music was great, but the experience was more so defined by the social interaction of it all, which I'd been so, 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 so deprived of. And that was what made it a special and interesting experience. Um, in some ways good and in some ways awkward, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was my first concert back. And then, and then, of course, I went to a music festival in New York in early September with, with hundreds of thousands of people. And that was, that was also a crazy experience. And I don't know if I would do that right now, considering how bad... COVID has gotten worse again, but I don't know. Um, Yeah, I hope that answers your question, Martin, from the past. Is there anything good or bad that's happened that just really, really surprised you? You know, like something that just totally came out of left field, something significant, I guess. Well, I guess I had no idea that I would be working on producing songs for a movie. I mean, an indie film, nonetheless, but that is very, very exciting. And I already talked about that a bit in my, uh, in the, the previous episode about reflecting on 2021. So I'm not going to really talk too much about that. Um, was there anything else that really surprised me? I mean, yeah, I guess. Living in Nashville has not been all, you know, flowers and roses and sunshine. There there have been some tough changes to adapt to with being in Nashville that I've had to learn to, you know, adjust and uh, figure out how to navigate these things. And I think that is, I don't know, I'm I'm still like processing that and that isn't totally resolved. So... I'm being very vague right now, but I'm just going to stay vague on that that particular topic. Um, but yeah, so one good surprise and one uh, okay surprise, I would say. <laughs> okay, this next question comes with a little bit of personal backstory. So reflecting on where I am right now in my life, it's just kind of difficult because... I'm in Minnesota. There's snow everywhere. It's too cold to go outside unless you obviously bundle up with a big coat and jacket and snow pants and boots and everything. So I I do try to get outside approximately once a day. Um, But in general, I do still feel kind of like stuck indoors. And the, the main person that I've had any social contact with being my mom right now because I moved back in with her while I figuring out how to, you know, move to Nashville. Um, I just feel like like nothing is sort of changing, I guess. Not not necessarily, but I it's just like the general day-to-day being so much the same, so much consistent, and then especially falling into a routine with, you know, going to work every weekday and then getting off and needing to take a break and then having dinner and then watching a little bit of Netflix and then going to bed. Like, I just, 
that sort of like youthful excitement I had when I was in college going to Belmont and every day was different and I met all these new people and I would constantly see people my age all around, whether it was just my friend or somebody passing on the sidewalk. Like I feel like my overall attitude towards my life right now is just not super optimistic, I guess. I don't know. I just, I've been facing this chronic lack of gumption to do music, to work on this podcast, to just get out of my comfort zone and do anything that's outside of my normal routine. Um, I've even, you know, been really hesitant to stay in touch with some of my close friends, which is sad. Like, why do I feel just a lethargic lack of motivation to just pick up the phone and call a friend on a dime? Or, Or even just to text them and be like, hey, do you have time to talk later, you know? So... I'm extremely hopeful that where you are right now, you don't feel like you're claustrophobic, like you're stuck, like you are constantly running out of gumption to do things. I really hope that you're in a better place than that. And I'm just wondering, like, I know I can't hear what you're saying to me because you're in the future, but what would your advice be to me in terms of, you know, getting over that? How did you get over it yourself? And what advice would you give to other people if they may still be struggling with that? Well, ha ha ha, you're making the assumption that I am over it now. By asking that question, what advice would you give? Um, I am not over it. I am still facing a big lack of gumption to do certain things. I would say I think I am in a better place now than I was a year ago in certain, certain respects. For instance, I did, like, that was 100% true what I was saying about not really even feeling motivated sometimes to text a friend and be like, hey, let's talk, let's catch up. Let's hang out. I think that not just me, but a lot of people around, you know, the end of 2020, we were just in this sort of weird place of like realizing the pandemic is lasting a lot longer than we thought and that it's even going to last longer than the year 2020 and just like having all these things. And I just think that a lot of us were not really in the mood for talking, but now it's definitely gotten better, and I've definitely caught up with a lot of friends that I had not talked to since then, and I think that's really, really good and really healthy. Um, do I do I talk with my all of my friends every single day? No, of course not. That would be way too excessive, and I wouldn't have time to get everything done. But I do think that I more or less stay in touch with my friends now to a certain extent that's, you know, healthy and good, and... The advice that I would give to my former self in the past, I think I would just say, you know, give it time. (laughs) Like, don't all of a sudden text 20 people and be like, we need to talk 
right now because that's way too dramatic and unnecessary. You know, if you're not feeling up to talking with people, you don't have to talk with people. That's totally okay. And that being said, there's nothing wrong to just set a reminder for yourself or be like, okay, I should at least be in touch with this person within, you know, a week from now or something, like, because I haven't talked with them in a while. There's nothing wrong with being like, okay, yes, it is good, it's important to reach out, to stay in touch with the people that I know, and have some sort of a system for that if it's if it's hard. I mean, I did not end up making a system like that, so I don't know why that's the advice that I'm giving my... I don't know why that's the advice that I'm giving my former self, but I just know that eventually it got better and I didn't have to put a big conscious effort into it. I was just, you know, tentatively testing the waters and putting out a text and seeing if they responded. And eventually, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. So, so that's what I would say about the, the whole friend thing, just in terms of the overall lack of gumption to do things that push my comfort zone out of my routine. Um, I, I think that has gotten a bit better too because I've just found lots of opportunities to do cool things on the weekends and in the evenings and stuff when I'm when I have time. Lots of bike rides, um hikes, different sorts of adventures. I went I went uh like a month ago and I saw Marvel Eternals all on my own. And I actually love seeing movies by myself on rare occasion that that happens because it's just like, I really want to see this movie. I don't care if there's not anybody to go with me. I'm going to go and see this movie by myself because it's important to me. <laughs> like, that's just really a, a really fun thing. And that that was a really, one of the fun things that I did that pushed my pushed my comfort zone. So I would just say, the advice that I would give for that is just be open to things and look out for small, small things that you can do to push your experience and be be patient that while you're in Minnesota during the winter, there's not going to be a whole lot to do, especially in a pandemic, like outside. And it may just suck for a few months, but you may just have to be patient. Like, you know, the advice comes down to being patient. <laughs> you just... Wait, wait for your time. The time will come. It may seem a lot longer than you thought it was going to be, but don't stress out about it. Don't feel bad about yourself that you're not having these fun experiences. It's like, this is, this is a sucky time. It's still a sucky time because we're still in a pandemic. Um, but there are right now more opportunities to go out and do fun things socially without being at much at risk. So yeah, so just be patient and be open to opportunities and look for opportunities, you know? Um, so friends, random opportunities, fun things to push your routine. Those are both really, really, really good. Um, uh, I can't tell you what to do about music for all the reasons that I've already talked about. I am in the exact same place that I was <laughs> with, with the exception of piano, like I was saying. What's your favorite song right now? Or, like, some of your favorite songs right now to listen to? That That is a good question. Um, it's hard to just 
give an answer off the top of my head, but there is a playlist, a new playlist that I've been making in Spotify with songs that just make me feel like everything is going to be okay in the end, as cheesy as that sounds. And I don't mean like calming, relaxing music. I just mean songs that are fun and enjoyable and it's like, I can enjoy myself again, like that kind of music. <laughs> um, and some of my favorite songs in that playlist that I've been putting together are Stupid Feelings by 220 Kid and Laney, uh, Off of My Mind by Icona Pop and Vias, Nobody to Love by Telecast and Lauren Gray, and also Mean It by Cash Cash. Um, yeah, those are just those are just fun bops that I like listening to. What is one of the most fun things in your life right now? What is really bringing you a lot of joy? Playing piano is bringing me a lot of joy right now. Have your Beats headphones lasted another year? I know they're kind of like it seemed like the headphones were on their last legs because just one of the ear pads was falling off and there was like sometimes random issues with like bluetooth or whatever but <laughs> this is just a curiosity half the headphones made it a whole nother year these headphones that your mom bought you for christmas in like 2016 <laughs> hmm. this is a great question i totally forgot that i asked this question <laughs> um yeah so these headphones that i've had for about you know six years now no, um, I definitely, definitely have not, they have not survived. I mean, I, I still have them and they're still on my shelf, but I did finally buy a replacement. Um, and did I go to a different brand or did I stick with Beats? Oh, you bet yourself I stick, I stuck with Beats because Beats has good quality. I really enjoy it. Yes, it's known for having way too much bass and low end. But you know what? That's okay, and I like it, and it's good stuff. So I bought myself an upgrade, um, noise-canceling Beats Studio headphones, and it was actually on the company budget because my company has a policy where they give up to $500 of reimbursement for things like ergonomic office equipment and fitness supplies. And you know what? Headphones were on the list as one of the categories of items that can be counted as ergonomic office equipment. So I'm very, very fortunate and privileged to say that my company paid for my new replacement upgraded Beats headphones. <laughs> so that's the headphones update. This feels so weird. <laughs> I've sometimes like wrote little journaling notes where I'm talking to my future self or to my past self, but just like recording it in audio format, knowing that a year from now I will listen to this is just ah, kind of wild because, you know, there there is a lot more emotion that comes through with the voice. With speaking something, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. I agree, but we're doing it, and it's great. <laughs> we're, we're good, we're good. Okay, this is a big question, and maybe you've already addressed it talking about the other questions, but 
when you started this podcast, you said that it wouldn't need to last any longer than a year, that if it's just make these episodes almost every week for a year, and then it's like a satisfying experience and you don't need to do it anymore, then you could just stop. Or if you want to do it and it's fun and you want to keep doing it, then you can see making it last longer than a year. So my question is, and I know you've already been thinking about this, but my question is, are you going to continue with the podcast? <sighs> Gosh, I knew this question was coming. It was the cat question and this question. These were the two questions that I was kind of dreading having to answer. Uh, the cat question, because my cat is not doing well, and the, will you continue the podcast after a year? Because I honestly was low-key thinking of just terminating the podcast. Uh, that the last episode I released would be like, very early January of 2022 or like December, 2021. And I do not see myself ending the podcast anytime soon. I definitely enjoy it. And it definitely brings change and excitement and creativity into my life. And I definitely want to keep going with it. I don't know how long though. I, I don't know for how long I'm going to keep the podcast going. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a listener of this podcast and you don't want it to go away, um definitely let me know because <laughs> uh I don't know. I I do think that if I'm if I stay on the current trajectory, what I'm currently thinking is that I may kind of wrap up with the podcast around I don't know, maybe like March, April, or something, just kind of like start tapering off with episodes, maybe start doing them once every two weeks, or maybe just, you know, kind of phase it out. Um, maybe, maybe take a break for a while, maybe come back later, but yeah, I don't know. I just never really thought of this podcast as something that I would absolutely have to do every single week. Um, I, I thought of it as something that would be really, really cool and a great experience to do almost every week for a year. And then after that, it's kind of whatever I, whatever I want it to be. And there are no, there's no pressure and there's no obligations. So yeah, so that's, that's my answer on that. I'm definitely going to keep doing the podcast on a weekly basis, probably through sometime in the late winter, early spring. But after that, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with it. And if you want the podcast to continue, then you need to let me know <laughs> because I might be able to work something out and figure out how to do it in a completely um, sustainable way. But yeah, only only if people are like pestering me, Martin, you got to continue your podcast. Only then will I make a point to definitely continue it. <laughs> so that, that's where we're at with that. And absolutely no judgment on my part if you don't want to continue it. From where I'm at right now, I know that <laughs> putting out these episodes and releasing them every week is going to be a lot of work. And if there are more important things in your life right now, uh, with your job or with music that you're working on, I can totally see 
not wanting to continue with it. And that's totally fine. Please don't feel guilty about it. You always have to choose your priorities and make sure that what you're doing is constantly fulfilling and something that is actively worth your time. So I just want you to know to not feel like your past self is judging you because I am totally not. Please, please, please do whatever you want to do in this present moment and don't feel like me, yourself from a year ago, is holding you back from that, if that makes sense. You know what? Yeah, that does make sense. And thank you for saying that because way too often in my life, I do feel like I'm being pressured by expectations from previous versions of myself, not for the podcast, but for music or songwriting or production, etc. It's like, oh, well, me five years ago would have wanted me to do X, Y, Z, and now I'm not doing that. And so the previous me is judging me. (laughs) So just to have a recording of myself from a year ago saying that there's no pressure is very refreshing to hear that. Um, Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. (laughs) That's pretty cool. All right. To close out the episode, I am going to make some predictions about what I think the world will be like in 2021, one year from now in December, or I guess the beginning of 2022. OMG, wait. <laughs> I'm making predictions now for not my personal life, but this is going to be super cringe. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Um, This is probably going to be way off, but <laughs> I just think... It's kind of funny sometimes to just make predictions about things. Not that I've ever really done it before, but this gives me an opportunity to do it. So, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you these predictions, and then you're going to tell me how accurate they are, <laughs> future self. So, um, I predict that the COVID vaccine is not going to go totally as planned. I predict that there are going to be... Lots of people who are resistant to the vaccine, lots of examples of like situations where the vaccine wasn't quite as effective as they hoped. I think that the prediction that the world is going to get back on its feet around like April or May is really optimistic and it'll actually be more like. I don't know, July or August, maybe September. I really hope it's not any longer than September before we can start, you know, going out in public again without having to worry about wearing masks. Okay, so this is actually really crazy because I remember that back a year ago, it was like there was no vaccine. We were in this still pretty strict uh, quarantine, and it was like, Once we have a vaccine, life will be so much better. Things will be good. We'll be able to go out and go back to normal and reach herd immunity. We're going to get like 80, 90% of the population vaccinated and then we'll be really good. And I was like, like that was kind of the vibe that I was hearing overall. And I was just like, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Like I was definitely not that optimistic about it um, as opposed to kind of 
what I was hearing people talk about. And I think, yeah, definitely uh, the vaccine, uh, like I'm definitely pro-vaccine. I think people need to get vaccinated. I think it is really helpful. That being said, unfortunately, we have had all these examples recently of vaccinated people still getting COVID, which just sucks, but that's like the nature of a pandemic where you have this evolving evolving virus and it's, you know, resistant to forms of the vaccine that were based on what the virus used to be, not what it is now. So I think I think that particular prediction about the vaccine not going quite as planned um, and also people being resistant to the vaccine. I mean, that was already apparent with people being resistant to masks. If they're going to be resistant to masks, they're going to be resistant to the vaccine. But this whole thing of, oh, yeah, we won't have to wear masks, hopefully by September. It's like, no, that prediction was obviously false. We're still wearing masks. Masks are going to be with us for the indefinite future. That is becoming abundantly apparent. Um, so yeah, I guess that's interesting. I think that you're going to get vaccinated as soon as you can, as soon as you're allowed to get vaccinated, given the supply. I think that will be around, uh, let's say April, maybe. (laughs) Whoa, that was exactly correct. Yes, I did get vaccinated as soon as me personally, as soon as I was able to get vaccinated. And it was April. It was April uh, 5th or 6th. I got my first dose. And then three weeks after that, I got my second dose. That's crazy. That prediction was 100% correct. And it was kind of just a wild guess. And I predict that uh, Lindsey Sterling will have released another album by then. OMG, I predicted that my favorite artist, Lindsey Sterling, would have released another album by now. What? Why would I predict that? That's a very random... I mean, I guess, because her last album came out in, like, 2018. Um, But I actually, I was watching an interview, a live interview on Twitch of her. uh, This was back, I think, in... It it was several months ago. It was like half a year ago when I was watching this interview. And she was saying that she just has not felt motivated to work on music during the pandemic, which to hear, you know, a famous artist that I really, really, really respect and love her music saying that she also has trouble finding energy to make music during the pandemic. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I relate. And I feel a little bit validated. Um, yeah, Lindsey Sterling, her last studio album was actually 2019. I'm looking at it right now. Artemis, which I did purchase on CD, um, and I have been listening to it. But she has not released another album since 2019. So that prediction was totally incorrect. Then I predict that Taylor Swift will have released at least two more albums by then. Because <laughs> she already released Folklore and Evermore within such a short time of each other. Yes, that is actually 100% true. (laughs) Taylor Swift has released at least two albums since then. She put out the re-recordings of Fearless and Red. So, yeah, Taylor Swift did release two more albums. Wow, I can't believe I got that right, too. (laughs) I predict that in December of 2021, you and just people in general will look back on the year of 2020 
and think about how wild it was. Like, oh, <laughs> remember when we had to all stay inside? And now, <laughs> do you remember how we all had to wear masks all the time whenever we went in public? And it's not like a ha 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 kind of a laugh, but it's more of like a general somber ha 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 because of all of the destruction and all the misery and how painfully long quarantine lasted. Um, we'll try to laugh about it, but it won't totally feel like water under the bridge yet. Yeah, no, I'm not answering this. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, that's the end of my questions. Uh, I I hope I hope you found some of these interesting or useful, future Martin. And to the audience, I hope this was even remotely interesting to hear me go through this exercise. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I'll just, you know, ask you, uh, ask you, Martin, uh, Martin from 2021, December. What do you see? <laughs> this is the first time I've been asked this question by my former self. This is crazy. I see, uh, I see the... Uh, because I don't have any of my typical computer equipment, I see a Lego box and a textbook that I was using to prop up my work computer for meetings. Um, I see my laptop in front of me as I'm recording the episode and my work laptop behind it. I see a little tiny bottle of Snapple, uh, kiwi strawberry, which was very delicious the first time I had it, but now I've just been reusing it as a water bottle. That's the sound of the water bottle get some fully noise in it. Um, those are some of the things that I see. And I have a very important question for you, Martin, from the past. What do you see? I see a vase filled with little twigs with seeds on them. I say little twigs, but they're like, like at least some of them are two feet long. Some of them are more like one foot long. But it's like kind of a decoration that my mom has here in this bedroom, but kind of, well, I guess it is a decoration. It's not anything other than a decoration because it doesn't have a functional purpose. But there's like each stick, each twig has these little puffy seed things on them. And... I can't tell if it's, like, out of a bush or out of a tree, but they're all, like, sort of fanning out in different directions out of the pot. And the pot itself is, like, pretty nicely, probably handmade out of clay. I don't really know what it is, <laughs> but it's just always kind of intrigued me. Um, yeah, that's what I see. Yep. That's still exactly, I'm looking at it right now. That is still in the bedroom. It is still there. But I don't run into it as much, so that's good. Cool. Well, until next time. 
Yeah, until next time. Bye, Martin from the past. <laughs> <laughs>